Welcome back, everyone, and I'm so happy to have you here again. As always, I'm super excited. This is the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Coach Brad. And, you know, every week I just say it, I'm, I'm just tickled pink and blessed and lucky just to have such amazing guests. Today, I've got with me Jenny Toe, who is coming to us from Singapore, uh, 13 hours away. And she has got uh, another one of those amazing stores. You go through life and you get the training, you get the job, the education. In Jenny's case, she's trained as a lawyer and something just didn't quite feel right. She thought that, you know, maybe there was more to life. And if you're listening to this now, I know I can certainly relate. You might be able to relate to what Jenny's talking about. You've, you've gone to college, you've gotten the education, you've gotten the credentials, the house, the money, all of it, but just something is missing. And so we're going to hear from Jenny today about her story. Uh, Jenny is the director and founder of River Life Coaching, and she is a certified professional life coach. Uh, where she coaches individuals to define success on their own terms. So Jenny, welcome to the Be Well podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Fred, for having me. And, and having you uh, introduce me that way, I'm thinking, okay, wow, that has been a journey. Do I need to say anything else? You know, <laughs> crazy. You know, I could relate to what you're talking about. I, I was in that phase where, you know, something just didn't quite feel right. Mm. So uh, take us through your story uh, a little bit, uh, Jenny, what was going on? You were working as a lawyer and then something just, it just didn't click. And you made this transition from being a lawyer to now you're this professional life coach. And, and I love on your website, you've got this metaphor of a river. So we'll talk about that here in a second, but sure. how did you go from being a lawyer to being a, a professional life coach? And it's not as simple or as easy or as quick as, as how you describe. Like you said, it's a journey. We all have our journeys. So I, I still like uh, doing legal work. I still do uh, legal consulting work on the side because it's very much a part of me. I have been a lawyer for the past 25 years right now. So you can't just like erase that, right, from your experience. Okay. And I've come to grow as a person and as, as a coach that my lawyer experience actually makes me a better coach or a more unique coach because I bring in my own life experiences into my growth as a coach. So how did I get into coaching? I was working in a financial institution as a mid-level manager and you know in organizations even back then uh, they offer uh, kind of like coaching programs for managers to lead better. I know nowadays a lot more organizations have that kind of program so that their managers can lead better. So that was when I was first in introduced to coaching and I liked it and I used it with my direct reports however there is always this barrier because you know I do their performance review as well so you know there's a bit of hesitation in them opening up completely and telling me their life story but I find the value in the coaching skills helping me to build trust and rapport much faster to be uh, actively listening, not just listening with an intention to come in with a solution, but to listen, to understand. And that were two great skills. I always thought that I'm quite a natural listener and I'm very empathetic. I remember that when I was young, uh, much younger, my friends would come to me as like, you know, the person who will listen, who will advise. And I felt that I took on a lot of people's problems as though they were my own. I, I worried a lot. So that was right. me when I was young. So I, I already had those traits then. So coaching um, helped me hone what my natural abilities are. 
And Brad, it, simply put, you would say that lawyering, lawyering is my intellectual space. I really enjoy it intellectuality, uh, intellectually, it's challenging, it stimulates me. However, the missing part was that personal heart space. It, it felt a bit empty because I work for uh, financial institutions. I don't see the impact in helping people. I'm helping the bank make money, but at the same time, <laughs> oh, how... Okay. How is that personal touch? Some people say, yes, you are uh, touching your colleague's life by living a life of integrity, but I, I couldn't quite see that impact. And I'm a Christian, so I believe that this is what God is calling me into in this phase of my life. But it wasn't like I was exposed to coaching and then I automatically said, hey, okay, I want to train as a coach. It took me a couple of years of uh, you know just pushing away the feeling. Every time it came up, I'm like, okay, no, I've got a job. I've got a family with three kids, you know, why rock the boat? You know, I've got a mortgage as well. So this is too big a change, right? But it came to a point that I felt that if I don't do this, I will regret it. And the feeling just got stronger and stronger to the extent that I couldn't quite push it away. So after much discussion with my husband, my husband was saying, what is this coaching about? Can't you just make it into a hobby? <laughs> Things like that. So, um, <clears throat> Because I trained so much and jumped through so many professional hoops to be a lawyer, I wanted to do the same. My mindset was I wanted to do it right to train as a coach. So, Brad, you know that you know nowadays there's so many coaching courses. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram. Sign up for a one-day course and then you become a coach, right? So that's not what I wanted. So I, I researched and I found out that there was this uh, international body called uh, International Coaching Federation. They don't run courses, but the schools submit their programs to be accredited by ICF. And I found a school in Australia uh, was still a bit skeptical uh, because they were doing it remotely. Um, however, with many conversations with the salesperson, uh, I, I decided that, okay, I will take this leap of faith. It was a one-year program. I, I studied uh, part-time, so and it was done all virtually prior to the pandemic. So I remember I was listening to classes while on, my, on the train on my way to work. <laughs> and I did uh, mental coaching and peer coaching at night in between my children's bedtime. So there was a lot of commitment. However, I didn't feel tired, maybe physically tired, but I didn't feel tired. It, it just goes to show that I had really reconnected with my purpose and the passion was there. It kept me going and I was just so fueled by it. So I made, as, as I reached towards the end of my coaching program, I made plans to launch my business. Uh, all things were in place. It was going to be launched in April 2020. I didn't know the pandemic would hit us around February, March. It hit then I was thinking, what do I do? Do I hold off? Then I reflected how long I've held off. So I was thinking, okay, no, let's let's just do it. So I've been coaching primarily uh, remotely because I started during the pandemic, although now things are more relaxed, things are opening up. My clients in Singapore are saying, Jenny, you owe me coffee. <laughs> we do yes. need to meet up in person. So eventually that, that will be the shift for, for this year, meeting up with the, my clients in, in person. In yeah, person. So, Okay, that's like a yeah, that's like a long summary of the journey. No, no, you you said a couple of things that were super important. I wanna I wanna highlight for for anyone listening. Uh, when you are going through a transition, uh, Jenny, you mentioned that you had this feeling that that this feeling was inside of you and it grew stronger and stronger. And so, for anyone listening, that feeling is is kind of key. It's kind of what is guiding you, and it's whether you pay attention to that feeling or you don't. And Jenny, in your case, that feeling got so strong that you had no choice uh, but to listen to it. And I think that's 
that's huge. That's key for anyone trying to figure out how to get through life. Or, you know, if you're on the couch trying, trying to wonder what is my purpose or, you know, what, what should I do with my life next, you know, follow that feeling. And Jenny, you said something else that was really, really critical. You said you weren't tired, that you had energy because you were in alignment with your passion and people I'm, I'm a health coach and a trainer and people always come to me and say, Brad, I want more energy. And they think they're going to get it through physical exercise and diet and all that. And while that's part of it, if you want to have the most energy, it's doing exactly what you did, Jenny, you get aligned with that feeling, uh, with that purpose that you have going on. So Jenny, let me ask you this. You have this, uh, metaphor of a river on your website that life is like a river what what do you mean like that and guide us through that a little bit i'll definitely go into that but i, I like to add on to what you said just now about okay, those absolutely. two things that that you highlighted and then the, that feeling about you know something that's just nagging you and all that like you said it's in your body so mm -hmm. feel it a lot of times our intellectual rational mind says no, ignore it, right? So I'm not saying you pursue everything that's in you because you end up doing crazy things. However, if you feel that that feeling keeps keeps coming back, ask yourself. So I recently coached someone who was thinking about his career path and I asked him, what would be the easiest and career path for you to take? So he explained this route and he said, that's logical. So, so I said, okay, logically speaking, it sounds about right. Would you be happy if you pursued this route? And that's when it stopped, he stopped. Because he said, honestly, I don't think I'll be happy. But it's the logical thing. So, Brad, you and I, we have brought up in our own unique circumstances, parents, education, background, experiences. And we think this is the logical route. So, for me, moving from being a lawyer to a life coach is not logical. Yeah. No, not it's at all. It's not logical. <laughs> yes. But, you know, if you really feel that this is what you are meant to do, by all means, I advocate people planning because I'm a planner myself. And you know, definitely plan, definitely talk to people, definitely weigh the pros and cons and, and be very detailed about it. But however, it'll come a point of time where you have to launch. You can't just sit in that mulling mode and planning mode. And, and to add to that second point, I'm an introvert. So it's about being aware of your energy as well and acceptance. So for introverts, we energize when we need to go within ourselves. So even though I have many coaching sessions, I do have to buffer breaks, which is what we were discussing earlier, oh, wow. you know, between one call and another call. And it's to recognize that, you know, even for extroverts, recognize the value of sitting with yourself. Sometimes, we don't want to sit with ourselves because we don't want to answer the questions that our, our minds are always probing us. And we don't even want to look at the situation. So by partnering with a coach, whether like yourself as a health coach, you need to bring it out, bring your issue out. And once it's out there, there's no going back and you have to address it. But you'll be in a better position, you know, once you've addressed it, because it's not in your head anymore. Yeah. So, so that's that. So about my river model, I did this uh, because in my uh, coach training program, we were supposed to come up with a coaching model, a coaching process, our own methodology as part of one of the papers that we have to do. So a lot of my peers came up with really nice, fancy acronyms. So I toyed with that idea. Okay, how do I come up with an acronym? But it just didn't quite sit well with me to come up with an acronym. So I thought, oh, no, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So one day I was reading through the Bible, and the Bible has quite a lot of uh, usage of analogies and metaphors, and the river came up. So it's not directly from the Bible, but it hit me that our life is like a river. So it starts from the river source. 
what is the river source in our life? It's our life values, it's our beliefs, it's um, our core, the our essence. And from the river source, that's how your river flows. So if you're really aligned with your values, your river will flow smoothly. It will flow you know, at, at a steady pace and it will enrich the lives of others around you. However, as you know, in life, our river gets blocked. Our river may turn into rapids. So certain stages of my life, it really feels like it's the rapids that I can't hold up. And sometimes it's so slow, it's shallow. And you find that it meanders all over the place. So I like to use this analogy if I, I take my clients through the, their life from when they first began their career until now, what does it look like? So a lot of times they say that it's blocked or it's going too fast and I need to slow down. And then at the end of the day, it's a legacy conversation. The river eventually gets to the delta and then to the ocean, right? So what is that legacy that you want to leave behind? So it's actually your life. The, the river is an analogy of your life. So what, what causes it to get blocked? Um, circumstances, yeah. And, and sometimes the rocks that blocks it could be your own beliefs and your, your own uh, perspectives in life. So it can be external, it can be internal. But a lot of times, if you think about it, the external circumstances can be overcome or you can make it work. It's that taking that first step is overcoming your own internal blocks. At the beginning, you said the river is like, when it starts, it's like, you know, your own values and, and, and guidelines and life and, and things like that. I think a lot of people actually aren't even aware of what their own values are. How does someone listening to this? Um, I mean, you, let me say real quick, if, if you're looking for a coach, Jenny can be reached at riverlifecoaching.com. Uh, she's got a ton of experience. I would definitely reach out to her, but if, if I'm sitting at home, uh, Jenny, and I'm stuck and I need to get started, how, how do I, how do I go about like getting my river flowing and, and figuring out these values or at least getting started? It's not your strengths, although it has relation to your strengths. So a lot of people, like you said, rightly so, when I ask them, they're like, oh, okay, I am a good strategic thinker. Oh, I like solving problems. Oh, I'm a good listener. So that's, those are great. But somehow those, those come later. They're like your strengths, they're secondary, they're, they're linked to your values. And I say secondary doesn't mean that it's not important. It's just an output. So your values are really who you are. And, and, and they're defined by simple words. So for myself, um, I feel that my strongest value right now in this phase of my life is uh, honesty or what you would call integrity. So how I show up here with you, Brad, is how I show up with my clients, is how I show up with my family. Um, and also it's a struggle for me, but it's also how I show up in social media. So for the longest time, you know, I have this concern that, oh, how will people perceive me? Do I need to put up another front? Naturally, I don't tell all my personal life in, in you know, social media like LinkedIn or Facebook, but I do bring that true part of who I am. The message that I'm saying is really what I would be saying to my kids or, you know, to my clients or to my friends. So that, that part, so that is my value. So if you think, if I actually do a podcast and I tell you, Brad, something completely different, that's not who I am. After that, I will really feel very lousy. So you know that you're not living your life aligned with your values. Yeah. So I had a client who told me that she's so intellectual, but however, she feels that her value is in creativity. And she finds that her job, because it's so intellectual, uh, not that she's not creative, but it's not energizing that part of the value of creativity. And, and it was really about, you know, understanding art and culture and her job was completely different. So I'm not saying that I coached her to change 
her career completely, but to start fueling that passion, whatever free time she had, how could she energize herself that way? So in simple words, it doesn't have to be rocket science. So you just take time to think about your childhood. You know, what, what really energized you? Some people find that it's, you know, in, in the creative side, some people find that, oh, you know, they really want to take care of someone. So that's, that's that love for others. And uh, so, so there's a danger there as well, because too much of that value being overused can also swing the balance. You need to find that balance as well. So the exercise is just think about it. What, what simple words really resonate with you? You're saying so many good things here. So you you mentioned earlier about your friend, um, a, a colleague, I think, who was going down one career path that was based on logic and his head. Uh, values, I think, are based on how we feel and what's in our heart. And we're kind of, I don't know, what's your opinion? We're kind of conditioned to follow logic more often than we are conditioned to follow our values. Our values is like literally who we are. Uh, yes. And, and, and where we want to go. But it's like we completely ignore that. And instead, we're following our logic, which is in our mind, which, as your friend, your colleague found out, it would have been a very good career, uh, lucrative money, happiness or not, excuse me, money, the house, the, the mortgage is paid, all of that. But the fulfillment would have been missing what you uh, were experiencing in your life. The fulfillment wasn't there. The happiness wasn't there. So I think people have to start tuning more into their values, exactly what you're talking about. What, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yes, uh, just, just a correction. That one's my client, so I can't say too client, much about okay, it. And, and, and yeah. I'm still coaching him, so he's not um, reached the conclusion yet. So like you said, a lot of times we think we should Right. This is because, you know, our parents helped us with our education or you know, if you, even if you put yourself through school, all the more reason I put myself through school in this particular degree, in this particular field, I should. Right. So the natural logical progression is to do this. But somehow along the way, if you feel that am I cut out for something more, am I missing something out? So I would say not abandon everything that you're doing right now, but start exploring that. Start talking to people about it and, and start finding out. So at least at the end of the day, your, the, the question of what if would have been answered, you would have explored it. It may not be answered fully, uh, but at least you have entertained that direction. Yeah. So for, for values, um, it's a lot of times is understanding who you truly are. So I think uh, in the business of our lives, we don't spend enough time with ourselves. So we say we know ourselves. Uh, it's the outer image that we know, that we work so hard to keep up. But what is that? Who, who are you when you're alone in your room, when no one else is seeing you know, it's, it's just if you have a faith, it's just you and your God. If you don't, you know, it's just you. And, and you know, how do you see yourself in this big universe? You know, who are you? And, and a lot of times it's hard to answer that question about who you really are. How would you answer that, Jenny? Who, who are you? Oh, OK. So <laughs> I, I, I believe that. Uh, I believe that I, yes, yes, I know. I mean, I, I wear many hats. So if I answer, yes, I'm a Christian, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a lawyer, I'm a life coach. However, the, the personal core is that I believe that in my time on this earth, I want to touch one person at a time just to let that person know that they're not alone in what they're going through and that 
you know, they have their own internal resources and strength to see it through. So I'm not saying that I will help that person get better and all that, but it's amazing when I have coaching sessions and I see that person have a little aha moment and see things a bit differently. So I don't have like a, a quota of how many people I want to touch. But as long as I'm on this earth, I make it every opportunity to be able to touch one person at a time. And I feel that, you know, at the end of the day, when I meet my maker, he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. So that's, so that's what's really anchoring me. Yeah. So you would say that, okay, I, I am a servant of God and I, I really get energized uh, serving people. Yeah. And who I am, I think we all have the multiple hats and it's fine. Because, you know, whatever phase that you're in right now, wear that hat with pride. Yeah, you, you don't um, you don't say, oh, okay, I'm, I, I'm still single. I don't have a family. But wear it with pride. You're still single. I envy some of my friends who are single. And I'm thinking on days when my kids are a bit too much, I'm like, okay, <laughs> what, what happened to those days, you know? So wear that hat with pride. You know, accept yourself for who you are at this phase in our lives. I think that's huge, accepting yourself for, for who you are. I, I want to go back to something you, you also mentioned, again, back to the river. You mentioned that sometimes we have uh, rocks that are in the river that, that kind of block that flow. How, how do you or how did you uh, in your life uh, remove some of those rocks? Or did you remove them? Or how did you? We always still have rocks. Yeah, we still have rocks. So in my coaching business right now, I know there are still rocks. There are still challenges as I try and figure out how to grow it. Um, I was, when you asked that, my first immediate uh, response in my mind is support. Um, get your, in the beginning, if you're starting off everything, even if you're like working from uh, uh, tra transitioning in a career, this is the time where you need to gather your cheerleaders, those people who believe in you more than you believe in yourself, 100%, because you're, you're quite vulnerable at this time. I remember when I was starting off my business, my husband and my kids are my greatest supporter and I have some close friends as well. I, I surrounded myself with all those positive energy. I'm not saying that uh, you don't want to have those uh, constructive feedback, but at a later stage, because when you're making this shift or whatever new thing you're doing, you really need a strong support team who really believe in who you are, what you're able to do, more possibly more than you do, because we tend to be quite hard on ourselves. So that, that support structure is important. And when you look at the obstacles in front of you, see how you can use them as learning opportunities. A lot of times our mind uh, tends to gravitate towards the negative. So you see an obstacle like, oh no, okay, that's a door closed. I'm not going to try anymore. True, it could be a door closed, but you haven't even tried the door knob or try different keys to see whether it can open. At least see what you can learn from that obstacle. If it's telling you, no, this is not the way to go, what can you learn from it? So a lot of times the challenges at the workplace, if you're dealing with difficult colleagues, difficult managers or stress and all that, there are ways to look at the situation a bit differently. Sometimes it's just asking for help. And sometimes it's just um, having those difficult conversations. How about fears or doubts or uncertainties? Have you dealt with any of that? Have you have you felt scared along this journey? Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> definitely. definitely. And, it, and it's because it all stems from us being in our comfort zone. So Brad, if you're in your very nice comfort zone right now, anything that looks a bit different or a bit out of your comfort zone is scary. Yeah. So I, I tell myself and I, I coach my clients as well, what is that one small step? that you're willing just to step out that comfort zone. 
that is still scary, but not that scary. Because sometimes people think that, oh, in 10 years time, I'm going to be the CEO. Then I think about it, like, how can I get there? Will I be good enough as the CEO of the company? You know, what if people find out that, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about? So that's like, you know, really too far ahead. But if you want to be CEO of the company in 10 years time, what can you do today to slowly move there? Yeah, so it could be like talking to your manager about your career progression or learning something new. So what is that one small step that you can take out? And, and once you've done that, you know, it, it doesn't feel that scary. And then you can take another small step and your comfort zone will become a new comfort zone. And that's how you keep growing. I'm on a, a quick comment, Jenny, and, and get your opinion sure. on this. I, I had a client that I was working with. This was, oh gosh, about six weeks ago, maybe. And we were we were talking about this exact same thing. And she said to me, Brad, I'm afraid to take that that small step because I'm afraid of what I'll find. And I answered her question like this. I, and I said, well, would you like me to answer that? I, I can tell you what you will find. And she said, okay, yeah, I would like you know, for you to answer me, what will I find? And I said, you will find the next best version of you. You will find who you are, the next version. And I think, and, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, Jenny, we're, we're going through life. And sometimes the whole point of life, we always think about the doing, you know, the job and all that, but it's really about becoming who we are. Uh, the next the next phase of that. So as you just said, we, we take that step, we expand our comfort zone, we're growing, we're evolving into the next version of who we are. Um, what's your what's your thoughts on all that? Oh, I, I love that. And a lot of times, uh, as you were saying that something came up to me as well, sometimes we don't, don't fear failure, we fear success. I know it, it sounds yeah, ironic, yeah, right? but we yeah. do fear success. Because I was talking to another friend and she was coming up with a new program and all that. And she's like, what if it gets too successful and I can't cope? So <laughs> you also have that kind of fear, That's right? That's true, fair success. So again, yeah. again it's, just, it's just being so comfortable with, with uh, who we are. So when I was you know, doing my work as a lawyer and, and everything seems to be normal, yes, there are stresses and all that, you know, I, I, I found it difficult to explore this coaching thing because it would really rock my boat. And there's this fear like, you know, what if I can't go back to my safety? You know, what if I've pivoted and it's wrong? So it's also fear of, of the unknown, fear of the uncertainty. But you owe it to yourself to answer that question. If you're saying that, okay, Brad, I'm fine. I don't want to know what's the next best version of myself. I'm pretty happy where I am. Fine. Uh-huh. So that means that person's not ready to take that small step. Yeah, yeah I've but had clients what say if, that too. Yeah. What if that small step? Yeah. What if that small step? can just cause a ripple effect of positive change in your life. Wouldn't you want to try it? So it's just getting them to try that that one thing that they would do differently. Yeah. If, if someone is sitting at home right now on the couch, I kind of say this whole couch to healthy thing and healthy can be a whole variety of things. It can be physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual. Uh, they're afraid to get off the couch. Uh, what, what, what is something that you would say to them? Well, reconnect with why you want to get off the couch. Oh, <laughs> That's it. I, I know we're using the couch anal- analogy, but you need to know what's That's pulling good. you to, to get out of the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're saying that, oh, you need to get off the couch because you know you need to be fit. Yes, but why do you want to be fit? Why do you want what's to be your fit, purpose? 
in being fit? Is it because you want to look good? Fine. If that's your purpose, then really anchor into it. Like have this image of how good you want to look. Or if it's because of a health reason and you really need to get fit, really anchor in with that as well. Or if it's starting out a business venture, why do you want to start this business venture? Is it because, you know, you saw your friend doing it and your friend is going doing it well? Or is it because it's something you've always wanted, but you've pushed it aside because you didn't have the time or you think it's it's a it's a dream long pass and all that so it's to articulate to yourself why you want to do a particular thing and when you can articulate that clearly um it becomes your compass kind of like oh okay so this is my purpose this is what i want to do and it will bring you back on track i'm not saying that you you will always be on track you probably steer away but then you reflect and then it will bring you back on track again so I've gotten off the couch and I've discovered my values and I'm, I'm, I'm going along the river and I'm meandering. I, I hit some rocks and, you know, I've got support. I, I get through those. You mentioned earlier that the river empties into the ocean or the Delta or something like that. Is what does that, what does that correlate to in real life? What is the, the, the ocean or the, the river or the Delta, I guess, in real life? Is that the accomplishment of a goal or? It can be however you define it to be, but I would believe it's like, what do you want people to remember you by at the end oh, of your wow. life? Yeah, so so that's the bigger question. However, if it's in terms of a goal, uh, if, you're, if I'm in a coaching relationship and the person says, oh, I need to be promoted, so that could be their, you know, the, the end of that for that coaching engagement. However, I like to pose this question to get people to think longer term i mean for for the younger clients uh younger than me whom i've coached when i asked this question they're like jenny I, I can't even get my head out of my present life and you're asking me a legacy question like you know what do i want people to remember me by i said that once you can answer that legacy question it will make your present day much clearer because that's where you're heading i'm not saying you always look to the future but you kind of like at the back of your mind you know that's where i'm heading you know, that's where I want to be. So what do I need to do right now to make sure that I eventually get there? That, so for me, I think we're saying the same thing. You say like the, the ocean or the Delta, I say like the top of the mountain. What does that top of the mountain look like? Where do you want to go or, or where do you want to be? I think, and I saw, I think I saw this on your webpage also that you talk about, you know, where, where do you want to go? A lot of people don't know what they desire or where they want to go. And I think that's a huge part of this journey. Um, you have to know where you want to go, what you want, right? Yeah. And, and, and again, because we are always changing and life situations changes, your end goal can change as well. So, I mean, yes, it's good to have a clear picture, but along your way, as you grow and you realize that, oh, actually, I don't want to be CEO you know, it's fine. There's nothing wrong. So I think a lot of times we feel that, oh, we've made this plan. We should stick to it. So who's asking you to stick to it? Is anyone really asking you to stick to it? So sometimes there's this external expectation that we want to please the people in our lives and therefore we have to stick to it. So also ask yourself, who am I really doing this for? And if you're saying that I'm doing this for my family and you're clear about it and you're fine with it, great. But if you haven't asked that question, you're not sure, right? So a lot of times when you hit difficult times and you feel stressed and resentful, then you're thinking, why am I doing this? Because, you know, you didn't really reconnect with that purpose of what you're doing. Yeah, it's all about connecting with that purpose. Yeah. Uh, Jenny, we, we've talked a lot, of, uh, a lot of good stuff here. Um, 
unfortunately time is, is always an issue here, but is there anything else that you would like to say that you haven't said already? I think take time. We were talking about like looking forward and the future and changing all that. However, don't forget to celebrate your present moment. Like right now, I'm really enjoying this conversation with you, Brad. So let's celebrate this moment. And for your listeners, if you're still on the couch, celebrate being in the couch and say that, oh, okay, if I didn't do anything today, at least I listened to Brad and Jenny talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. sounds like, like that, that's great, right? So now I'm going to think of oh, well, what will it take for me to get off this couch? So a lot of times I, I also remind my clients, you know, to celebrate their successes. And sometimes we struggle with that, even for myself. It's like, you know, we tend to be negative, to judge our days, to see what went wrong, what could have been done better, or, you know, the disappointments, the regrets. But how often do we really put in the front of our mind that this day is successful? And it's simple things. Like for me, you know, if by the end of today, I get to hug all my kids that's a successful day for me. And it's the weekend for, for me coming up. That's a success. So you don't have to think like big successes. It's just how to make each day special and, and to close that off. So I would encourage you, me, everyone who's listening, you know, end your day thinking that, oh, what a beautiful day it was, how successful it was. Yeah, something very simple, like being able to, to hug your children. Yeah, for me, in, in that regards what you just said, Jenny, being able to do a podcast uh, is very successful and being able to meet great, great people all over the world, such as yourself, uh, that can share inspiration with us. Uh, again, uh, riverlifecoaching.com, you can reach out. Uh, Jenny is a professional certified life coach. She would love to work with you, riverlifecoaching.com. I will put a link to that uh, in my podcast description. And Jenny, this has been a, a true pleasure. Uh, I've learned a ton. And I just, again, want to say for anyone listening, no matter where you are in your life, uh, you can you can switch careers, but it's it's what Jenny experienced at the beginning of her journey. It's what I've gone through. It's It starts with that feeling, that nudge that something is inside of you that is kind of calling you uh, versus kind of logically thinking, oh, I should go down this path or something like that. That And that, that, that feeling connects with who you are. And that kind of is what starts your river flowing. Uh, right, right, Jenny? Yes, you, you summed it up beautifully. I should like take what you wrote and update oh. my website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to. You're welcome to. Yeah, bar, bar yeah, it's away, just, it's bar like connecting, It's like connecting the dots. Yeah. And a lot of times this only happens when you're quiet within yourself when you give yourself that space to reflect. Yeah. Yeah. That's key. Quiet and give yourself that time to reflect. I could go on and on. I'm sure we could go yes. on. Jenny, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it has been great. And if you're listening again, right now, again, uh, Jenny Toe, she can be reached at riverlifecoaching.com. Uh, Jenny, this has been fantastic. Thank you for being here. I so appreciate it. Uh, you're always welcome to come back too. I always like to leave it open. I so much more we okay. can talk about. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a part two coming up. <laughs> yeah. Part two, part three, part four. It's always fun to, to tell okay. stories with, uh, with, Thank like you, Brett. with like-minded folks. Thank you, Brett. Yes. Again, if you're listening, I uh, definitely appreciate you being here. It's truly a pleasure and an honor to, to have you listening and to be able to bring some of these. I hope you've gotten something out of this. Again, reach out to Jenny at riverlifecoaching.com. And as I always say, until next time, this is Coach Brad saying, be well, be safe, be happy, eat ice cream. Take care, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you next time.